ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 1,200 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dykewood Mills. That draws us to Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the house? If you are happy, give the Lord a shout of praise. We have testimonies in the house. Shall we welcome Stephanie Moore to give us a testimony? Amen. My testimony is about believing in the prayers that our father prays for us. Amen. I remember that after service and everything, I was looking for a job. And all the time, like I'm just, I'm thinking. But one day, I I remember we came for first love. I was doing a vacation and we came for first love. Then Bishop prayed and said that, the testimony you believe like the prophecy you believe, that is what happens. Amen. So I believed in that prayer. Pa, that day I was there before I had gone for the interview already. So I was just waiting. So after the prayer, I was there and I received a call that they have called me. Even though there was a pass mark, but even though I didn't get the pass mark, because that was small for me to get a pass mark, but even though I didn't get it, I had a job. And I want us, I want to encourage us that. We should all believe in the prayers that Daddy prays for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you want more testimonies? Let's welcome Jonathan Ofori to also give us a testimony. Amen. Um, I'm Jonathan Ofori. Um, Student of UPSA. Um, my testimony is about how first love has changed my life. Um, I used to go to church with my mom, and I go to church on Sundays after Sundays. I thought I was a Christian. So when I first day I went to a lighthouse church, I there was one thing I noticed. I thought I was born again, but what they did was I read Bishop's book. That was. How to, meet, how to be born again out of hell. Wow. I saw that 20 things, there's 20 things that was there that is not the same as being born again. Okay. So I saw myself in some of the points. So I decided to just be committed. So, and there's one thing I noticed, work for God, work for God. Ah, I was like, hey, in my church, I don't do anything. I only go, sometimes I don't read my Bible. I don't even know what is to watch and pray. I only sleep, I sleep. 
So when I came to Lighthouse Church, they were like, you have to wake up early and pray. I said, hey, this thing is difficult. Let me try. So 30 minutes, I do it 20 minutes and I sleep off. But now when I came to First Love Church, when I came to UPSA, I saw that they have been they do the same thing. So I decided to try. And by God's grace, I can pray for one hour. And I can also have my quiet time too. And also, I'm a shepherd in First Love Church. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's welcome Comforter Jack to also give us a wonderful testimony. Hallelujah. My testimony is about how joining Lighthouse has transformed my life and, my, and the lives of my family. Wow. <laughs> yes. My name is Comfort. I'm in level 100 UPSA. And I come from the Volta region, Hohoe. Before I joined Lighthouse, I was just an ordinary Christian. I thought I was um, a serious Christian, but I was not a serious Christian. I go to church the time I like, the day I like, what I feel like doing is what I feel like doing. I join friends, I join friends wherever they are going. It's like I follow the crowd. Wherever they are going, I join them. Whatever advice they give me, I don't scrutinize it. I just join them. We go to ungodly places, listen to certain type of music, dance to certain types of uh, music. But one day I was passing by and I saw a lighthouse church. And I said to myself, they were preaching actually, and I heard it. And I, saw, I said to myself that this church, next week I must visit the church. And I did. The week when I went to the church, I enjoyed the preaching, everything. And afterwards, the pastor said he wanted to see all the first timers. And I went, he encouraged me, talked to me, advised me what I shouldn't do and what I should do. I really enjoyed the church. And since they have been going to the church, um, what I noticed is when I went to the church, how, how I think, um, I, I think I'm a Christian, like I can just do anything. But I've, I, I've seen that there is more to that. There is much that as I entered the lighthouse church, people say lighthouse, lighthouse. But then when I entered the church, me now I've seen that. Nah. <laughs> me now. <laughs> me now I've seen by the grace of God, by the grace of God, me joined the lighthouse church. I've been a blessing to me and my family. We used to go to a church, but now as I've joined the lighthouse church, yes. As I join the Lighthouse Church, I can boldly say that my five sleepings all, they join me to church. Yes. And I want to take this opportunity to say a very big thank you to Bishop for planting branch churches and for sending Reverend Richard Jamina to Hawaii to start their branch church there. I'm very grateful, Bishop. Thank you. Hallelujah. Wow. Wonderful testimony. Hallelujah. You are now about to receive the word of God. And today, as this morning, I tried to invite people for the service. One of the things people were telling me that it's not true that Bishop Dark is coming to this campus. And I can witness that people are at the back that they thought that he cannot come. But by the grace of God, we are honored and privileged to have our father, Bishop Dark Wadmers, in the house. Let's welcome him with Jesus. Christ. 
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thanks a million for inviting us here, bringing us to your presence. Guide us by your wonderful Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Please turn with me to Ephesians. Ephesians. Chapter number one. My my message is about your glorious destiny. Part three. Your glorious destiny. Part three. All right. Ephesians chapter one. It says in verse number. Um. What do you call it? Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 15. Wherefore, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you and make mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. Now, when Paul heard of the salvation of the Ephesians, he was so excited that he began to pray for them that they would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Are there some people outside who need to come in? Because I, I see some space here. Are there some people with chairs? Come, I can, I can have like 10 chairs right here in the front. It's very bad to come to church and not be able to come inside. So many people outside. Just come all the way. I'll wait for you whilst we read the scripture. All right. I'm, I'm carrying on. That the eyes of your understanding should be enlightened. Amen. And that you would know what is the hope of your calling. So God wants you to know the hope of your calling. Like the glorious hopes that you have. Now that you found Jesus Christ. Could those who are outside who have chairs. Walk into the church now. No more moving of ashes or any pastor or anybody. Just those who are outside who can hear me who have chairs. Walk in with your chairs. Or you don't have chairs. So walk in now. Problem? There's nobody outside here. Okay. Alright. Those in the other room, can you see me? Can they see me? Shout if you can see me. Alright. Okay, that's fantastic. Okay, now your glorious your glorious destiny is that your future is glorious. Amen. Destinies talk about your you, what you are destined for. Destination, future. So your your destination which is wonderful. Your future which is wonderful. Fantastic destiny. Destination, future. Your future is bright. The prophecy you believe is the one that will happen to you. 
the one that you are casual about is the one that will, will pass by you. Because there were many lepers in the days of Naaman the Syrian. So when we talk of problems, it's not that one person has a problem. A lot of people have the same problem. But only Naaman was healed. There were many widows. It's not only one widow. A lot of people with widowhood issues. You get it? But one widow, Elijah was sent to her. You are the one that God is sending the prophet to. Whatever keeps you from not receiving, it is drying out now in Jesus' name. Okay. Now, he says, I want your eyes to be enlightened so that you know the hope of your calling. And then what are the riches of his glory of the inheritance in the saints? Like if you receive an inheritance, it's wonderful. Okay, and it's like the riches of the wonderfulness of the inheritance. That is what it's saying. The riches of the glory of his inheritance. Glory is beauty or niceness or shining aspect. Riches of the wonderfulness of his inheritance. Hey. It's fantastic. Yeah. Now I hear from those who die, the few snippets we hear from those who've gone, like it's very unbelievable. Like it's not anything that we are imagining. It's beyond anything you can think about. So that's the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, for saints. Okay? Now verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believed according to the working of his mighty power. So another thing to look out for in your glorious destiny is exceedingly great power being exerted towards us. And the kind of power is demonstrated when, in verse 20, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. If you have ever been with a dead body, and especially the dead body of somebody that you love and somebody that you were talking to and somebody that you are used to talking to, you will discover that raising from the dead, rising from the dead and somebody being raised from the dead is an extreme and ultimate form of power. It's an ultimate form of profound power. Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. So when he says the exceeding greatness of the power, it's not ordinary power. The power that raised Christ from the dead and placed him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Far above principalities, powers, might, dominion, any name, any problem, Jesus is above it. Not only in this world, but in the world which is to come. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So Jesus Christ is the head of the church and he's our boss, he's our lover, he's our king, he's our father and, and, and he's a blessing to, to know Jesus which is his body, that is the church is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So if Christ has been raised up and he is the head and we are the body that means we have been raised up with him far above principalities, powers, witches, wizards yes. All kinds of controlling things. Have you ever seen a head has gone up and the head, the body is down? No. So once the head has gone up, you are up there too. Chapter 2 verse 1. 
And you as he quickened or made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. Like we all used to go in the course of the world. Like where the world is going, then we flow. Okay? The world is doing this, we do. And the world is doing that, we do. Everybody is cheating, you cheat. Everybody is lying, you lie. Everybody is fornicating, you fornicate. Everybody is watching this, you watch. Everything the world does, we flow. We are there. In fact, sometimes we are leaders. We are, we are teachers and leaders of the world system. We are inspirers of people. All right? And that world was, according, verse 2, according to the prince of the power of the air. So the world is not controlled by men, but by a prince of the air. This is not a prince of eight wheels or the prince of uh, 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 Monaco. It's the prince of the power of the air. No one has ever introduced him on CNN before, but he's real. He's real. He's a prince. He's a, he's a lord. He's, he's a senior within the evil world. He's the senior. And he is the one dictating the way things go in the world. That's why Ghana is the way it is. Many things in Ghana don't make sense. Not only Ghana. All over the world. Almost every nation, you know, doesn't um, make the things in the country don't make sense. Do you see? Now, people who pick the little snippets that I take, like if I say something, then you take only the part I said about this out of context. You get it? It's a, it's a curse. Yeah, it's a curse. It's following you like a wave. So, don't let that Somebody called me one and asked me, have I cursed him? I said, look, I haven't cursed you, but you have to be careful. There are some curses that are already in the system. Okay. So those who take things out of context, because everything when it's taken out of context, even the Bible is used out of context, you can create a new religion. Are you listening to me? All right. So among whom we also had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. So an unbeliever is being... This is the best, if you ever want to understand what, is, what it means to be not a Christian, is this, this first three verses in Ephesians chapter 2. It describes what it is like to be an unbeliever. And it says, in the times past, we were fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And by nature, we were children of wrath. God was angry with us. Why? Because whatever we feel, we do. We fulfill it. So a Christian is not somebody who doesn't have desires of the flesh or of the mind. We have desires. How many have desires? And the flesh has desires that have no reason for being there. Those are desires of the flesh. And then there are desires of the mind. Which have a good reason to be there. And they are all desires that we have. And we struggle with them. Do you see? All our lives. And we struggle just like Elijah. A man of like passions. 
unlike feelings and extreme desires. Yes, but he was a great prophet, even though he had these terrible, debilitating desires. Are you listening to me? Huh? Are you there? Yes. But the difference is the fulfilling. So a Christian must learn to live his life and fight so as not to fulfill whatever you are feeling. Because it leads to a distraction, a great distraction in your life. But you see, one of the great hindrances to living your life without fulfilling the desires, okay, of your flesh and mind. You know the greatest obstacle to that. Like, most people just do it. I feel like this, I do. I feel like pornography, I do. I feel like sex, I do. I feel like smoking, I do. I feel like drinking, I do. I feel like sleeping, I do. I feel like killing. Whatever they feel like doing, they, they do it. Yeah, people love killing. Those who have learned how to kill and steal. They, they, they do it. It becomes like a drug. What prevents us from um, controlling ourselves is the denial that the thing is there. Yes. So you see that Satan is most loosed in Europe. He's most free and most abundantly manifesting himself in Europe. Because that is where they say he's not existing. Here we believe he's existing. So we bind him every day. Yes. But there, they say there's nothing like devil. They say all the problems are caused by whatever. So you see that they are growing more depraved. And the, the societies are tending towards destruction. Almost absolute destruction. Because they do not believe he's there. So when you say somebody saw that he's moving freely, anybody you see, you never call him the devil. You just say, well, I'm Mr. Jones. I'm Mr. This. I'm Mr. Meanwhile, it's the devil you are looking at. You say, wow. Well, you don't believe that he exists. So once you say, I don't have any desire for you, you are deceiving yourself. All the girls here, you have certain desires. Are you listening? All girls, you have certain desires. And you see some of them never accepting their desires. Yes. When you ask them, do you want to get married? Oh, no, I'm not. I mean, I, I, I don't, it's not something that I want to. I'm, not, I'm, a, I mean, I'm just flowing. I just, it's not something, I mean, yeah, if, if it's God's will. Yeah. Yes. So, oh no, I mean, I'm not, I just want to be a missionary to China. Yeah. I just want to be a missionary to China. Wow. Fantastic. Now, when you accept that it is there, it helps you even to be strong 
And you know that what you are feeling is what all the others are feeling, including that sister who looks very pure. I tell you, there are some people, they look very pure. Hey! And they never admit that this is also the feeling that they are having. Yeah. That all of us are having the same feelings. Including those who wear big glasses and look very, very formal. They look very formal. They look like teachers. They are students, but they look like teachers. Hey! Some people are removing their glasses. (laughs) Okay. Now, but God, who is rich in mercy, verse 4, Ephesians chapter 2, for his great love wherewith he loved us, uh, even when we were dead in our sins, okay, dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. So God is rich in mercy. When we were dead in sin, dead in sins means that sin made you dead. Dead is when you don't talk you don't speak, you don't cry, you don't have feelings, you can't hear, nobody can hear you, and in the end, we have to put you away. Even if you love the person very much, you can't stay with him in the house. You have to carry him away from the house. He doesn't talk anymore, doesn't speak, doesn't communicate, doesn't cry, doesn't feel, doesn't care. When you speak, he doesn't hear, doesn't move, and starts to smell. That's what it means to be dead. So when we are dead towards God, we don't speak to him. He doesn't speak to us. When he speaks, we don't hear. When we speak, we can't even speak. And we have no relationship or contact with him. When you love somebody, you see, some of you have never had somebody you love who has died before. When you have somebody who has, you love as dead. One of the difficult things is to go and put the person in the mortuary. And one of the difficult things is to take the person away from the house. But death forces everybody to do that. You have to take somebody you talk to out. And that's what happened when we, God told Adam, the day you eat this thing, you will die. And the day that he ate it, he was sent out of the garden. No more communication, no more relationship. Don't talk, don't speak, can't hear, don't communicate. And you start to smell of your sins. How many realize sometimes when you are praying that you are smelling of sins? Hey! And because of the smell, God has to move you out of his house. So God, who is rich in mercy, whilst we were smelling and dead in sin, do you see that verse? Quickened us, quickened is the old, old King James Version. If you look, all the other versions says, made us alive. These words are not used, you know, like there are certain words we use 
We don't use them. Even the word disco is not really used. No, people don't know what it is. It's more of clubs or nightclubs. So it's like a word changes in its meaning as time goes. This is like 500 years old. So it is no more use quicken. But God has made us alive. You see, this is the American Bible. But go back to the King James. I prefer King James. He has quickened us together with Jesus Christ. Okay, by grace are you saved. This is one of the verses that Martin Luther read. And he was so happy. By grace are you saved. The next verse. And has raised up us together in Christ Jesus. Made us sit in heavenly places. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. You know, like he's going to show us how much his grace is so powerful. Hallelujah. Verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen? For we are his workmanship, verse 10. You are the workmanship of God. I mean, since Adam, God created, you are the next creation, the new creation. Yeah, you are his workmanship. Like this is what God can do. This is how he can change people. This is how he can change people. You see the brother who testified that, you know, he thought he was a Christian. A lot of people thought, I thought I was a Christian, but I realized I was not a Christian. You know, God has power to change people. So that is why we give testimonies. And you see, this is the workmanship of God. Like God is wild. When he's done something, this is handiwork. And so sometimes when you see a paint, you say, who did it? Who drew this? Who designed this? Who made this? So you are the workmanship of God. People are looking at you to see what God can do. Wow, look at this girl. How she's changed. Wow, look at this man. Look how he's changed. Look at this sister. How she's changed. How he's changed. What a change. Yes. God is doing wonders. He's changing people. And you are the workmanship, the handiwork of God. That is why you shouldn't get married and be a beast. Because then people will start to say, "Ah, I've married a Christian and rather, he never says, I love you. He never says, I've missed you. Hey. He never says, I need you, baby. So, so silent trade, silent trade. Tell somebody you are his workmanship. You, you are what God can do. What God can do is you. Wow. Fantastic. That's why our character must improve as Christian. We must become more patient, kinder, more loving. Brothers must control themselves more. Sisters must control themselves more. Because sisters are more wicked than brothers. Yeah. More wicked. Most people will prefer to work for a man than to work for a woman. Yes. True or not true? Yeah. Most ladies will prefer to work for a man. Yes, they prefer. Because they know that Charlie, they themselves know that we are wicked. When this person gets you, she will delete you, suck you, this and that. When a feeling and an eye comes on you and you look with the right side of your eye. Yes. And that wickedness must decrease gradually. Yes. That wickedness must decrease gradually. You look kinder. You look softer. You look sweeter, but you are more wicked. 
It's my opinion, and I'm entitled to an opinion under the United Nations Charter. I'm entitled to an opinion. Don't take it out of context. Amen. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles who were called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Being what? Aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers of the covenant of promise. Having no hope and without God in this world. Amen. Amen. So again, your glorious destiny is being shown here by this one word, commonwealth. Commonwealth of Israel. You see, when you come to Christ, okay, there are some new things that you are also coming into. And one of them is that you are joining the commonwealth of Israel. And then you are also no more a stranger or separated from the covenants of promise. There are promises for Christ for Israel. Okay? Having no hope and without God in this world. All the nations of the world were without God. Israel was with God. Then the God of Israel has decided to expand his kingdom and include some of us. And now that we are included, this wonderful thing that is about to happen and that is happening to us is the fact that you are now part of the commonwealth of Israel and you are now part of the covenants of the promise. So you see, some of you don't realize, when you go to Israel, they have a holy book called the Torah. They don't use the Bible. Muslims go to church on Fridays. Jews go to church on Saturdays. And Christians go to church on Sundays. These three major religions in the world, everybody has his day. And the Jews, they don't believe in Christ is the Savior. They don't have the Old Testament. They don't, they don't believe the New Testament. But Christians, you know, we have our new covenant. Jesus came to the world, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Paul explaining so many teachings, okay, to us. But in addition, we have greedily gone to add the Old Testament, Psalms, and all the things that belong to Israel in particular. Do you understand? I said we have greedily gone to add all those things to our holy book. Do you understand? So we are taking what they get on Fridays and adding it to our Sundays. Do you see? But you see, there is a reason for our greedy grabbing of the blessings of Psalms, Deuteronomy, Exodus, and all that. Because in Christ, eh, we have been added to the commonwealth of Israel. So Israel's book is now our book. So many Christians don't know that from Genesis to Malachi, it's, Israeli, it's an Israeli book. Is a Torah. It's an Israeli book. It really has nothing to do with any other religion. But Christians, okay, have been added to the blessings and covenants of Israel. The covenants of promise. At first we were disconnected from it. That is why we have greedily added Friday's blessing, Saturday's blessing of the Jews to the Sunday one. And we have combined it. 
and we are flowing with it. Is it powerful? How many are glad for the blessing of the Jews? Hey, the blessings are powerful. Turn to Genesis 28. Now, when we say Commonwealth, usually you think of a group of nations. But before you expand your thoughts to the group of nations, you must understand the basic English. Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Wealth that is common to all of us. Hey. Wealth that is common to all of us. How many are glad to be part of the wealth that is common? Because based on your family alone. Huh? I don't know which town you are coming from. Based on your family alone, there may not be much. There will be common poverty. Huh? Common cases. Common problems. But today you are part of the common wealth of Israel. Okay? So just for another five minutes, I want you to enjoy the common wealth of Israel. Amen. Genesis 28. And let's read it from verse 16. Jacob, whose name became Israel, woke up from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And he rose up early in the morning, verse 18, took the stone that he had put for his pillow, set it up for a pillar and poured oil on it, verse 20. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, If God be with me and keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. Amen. Amen. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. So you see here, he says three things. He said, If God will be with me, God is with you today. Number two, if God will keep me, and you see, God is with Israel. It's a mysterious country. And we are part of it also now. Yeah. So you see this promise, he was making it on behalf of all of us. Yeah. Because we are part of the commonwealth of Israel. Yeah. There is a legal reason why we've added, we've taken, greedily taken the Old Testament up to Malacca and stitched it together with our New Testament. Refuse to leave the Old Testament out. Hey! The things there are too powerful. (laughs) So if the Lord will keep me, the Lord will be with me, His presence. Mysterious presence of God is with you. The mysterious presence of God with you is what causes you to overcome when you ought not to overcome. Certain things which look like they are impossible are going to be possible because there is an invisible presence with you. When Israel was thrown out of Germany, 
No, God was with them. When Adolf Hitler came into power in 1933, there were 6,000 lawyers, all of them Jews in Berlin. 6,000. They had the best law firm, best everything. Is Israel is an unusual nation. Because God is with them. One time I was in Israel and I saw a person wearing a t-shirt. And in the front of the t-shirt they have written the achievements of Israel. The inventions, the Nobel Prizes that Israel, the Israelites have won. The achievements in physics, science, I mean medicine. Every round. And then then they put that on the front and put another nation at the back. And the other nation had zero. It's true. I don't want to mention the nation. But it's, it's private, yes. A nation that they fight with all the time. And other nations that they fight with all the time. Einstein was a Jew. He was put on a ship and went to America. Inventing all the things. You know, I tell you, they are a special group. Now, when they left Germany, all right, they went as impoverished people who could not take anything. And the Germans stole their money. That money was kept, a lot of it was kept in Switzerland. So, since the war, they've been asking for their money and their wealth. In Poland, about 24 million people were killed in, in, in Poland alone. So they've been asking for their money. They've been asking, give us our money. Give us our money. So they went naked. Virtually. Nothing. In ships to America. Now when they got to America, 1945, they started all over again. Today, it is the largest, the wealthiest group of any group in America. 40% 40% of all billionaires and whatever are Jews. And it's a very small community. All the businesses, some started truck businesses, some started welding, some started different enterprises. He said, if God will be with me. He said, if God will be with me. Now, as you go and what you are doing, it will work. Yes, if God will be with me. So I'm introducing you today to your commonwealth. It's part of your blessing that God will be with you. God will be with you. I have seen God being with me over the years. Yes. I've seen God being with me over the years. And God will be with you. Have faith in God. He said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God will be with you. It's the commonwealth of Israel. It's the part of the blessing, the covenant of promise. How many believe God is going to be with you? Do you know life is wild? But I promise you, this is your glorious destiny. Do you believe in your glorious destiny? God will be with you. And he said, if he will keep me in my way, protect me, every journey you take, Part of your commonwealth is that you are blessed going and blessed coming back. One time I was in Israel and I went to a shop and they were selling key holders. 
and I took one of the key orders and they had written something in Hebrew and I couldn't understand because it's not our alphabet. So I asked the lady, what is the meaning of this? Because I want to buy it. And she said, it's an ancient Jewish blessing for traveling. So I said, can you say the Hebrew word? Can you say it to me? Then she looked at it and she was reading. You know, they are not religious. They don't even read their own things anymore. So she, she looked at it and she, she said, blessed going and blessed coming. Wow. Yes. And I said, this is a very good key holder for me. You are blessed going and you are blessed when you are coming back. In Jesus name. You will go sitting in a chair and you will not come back in a coffin. In Jesus name. One day I met a pastor who was being persecuted in his country whose name begins with one of the alphabets. And he said to me, I just came from wherever. And he said that one of the people in the government who had harassed him in his life, he said, when I was climbing up into the British Airways, they were putting his, his coffin under. They were putting his coffin under. He told me. He said, this man, he harassed me, followed me, chased me, did so many things. He said, after I was climbing up, they were putting his coffin under. I took note of it. Yeah. Bless going and bless coming. That will be the story of your life in Jesus' name. Whatever will prevent you from coming back with good news is withering today in Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down. These are covenants of promise. Did you hear me? I said, these are covenants of promise. It says, and if thou shalt, the Lord will be with me. And will keep me in this way that I go. And will give me bread to eat. And raiment to put on. You see, this was Israel. He was praying. And he made this covenant with God. And this covenant is a covenant he has made on our behalf. Yes. Will give me bread to eat. Raiment to put on. You see, God has already decided to provide you with the bread that you eat and the clothes that you wear. When I look at my life, I've never thought about what I'll eat. I I believe that I'll eat. I never thought about what school my child will go to. I said, once it's a school, they can go there. No problem. To be well. Yes. But those whose mind don't know these promises, you are the ones who cannot go as a missionary anywhere. Yes. You cannot live in certain places because your mind is that America will provide. But God's covenant is that he will keep you. He will be with you. 
and he will give you bread to eat. It's not America will give you bread. Or England will give you bread. Or Germany will give you bread. You may be in England and you can be hungry. I've been in England and been hungry before. Very, very hungry. If you are poor, decide to stay in Ghana because to be poor in England is higher than to be poor in uh, Ghana. In Ghana, we have a lot of people who wouldn't mind sharing their gari with you. Commonwealth of Ghana. Wow. So today, I am informing you of your agreements. How many of you did not know these agreements existed? Go to the next verse. Verse 21. So that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. God will be my God. No other God will be my God. Wow. Verse 28, verse 22. And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. So I'm going to build a house of God here. Okay? And of all that thou shalt give me, eh, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Yes, surely. This is the basic agreement between Israel and God. And basically, it's almost like a financial agreement. It's almost like a health agreement. It's almost like an agreement about your life. That if God will be with me, if God will keep me, if God will give me bread, food to eat, drink to drink, then he is going to be my God. There will be no other gods number one. And number two, this pillar will be his house. Which means that um, I will build his house right on this stone. And number three, everything that I have, one tenth is for him. So to me, to me, it clears up any question about does tithing belong to the Old Testament? Is it an old covenant thing? Here we are You are clapping that God will keep you. God will be with you. God will give you bread to eat. When we come to the part that Jacob said, that I will be, you will be my God. I'll build your house here. And I'll give the tenth of everything. That one you are saying that the covenant, Old Old Testament, something doesn't really belong to Christianity. Yeah. Now, what I will say is that, Each individual has something peculiar about you. So when you look at an individual's life, you cannot easily see the effect of, you cannot easily be sure about the effect of either prayer, paying tithes, and many of the things that are in the Bible. But if you look generally, you see that's where statistics come in. UPS, you do statistics here? Yes. I, did, I also did some statistics. Statistics is to look at a broad group and see the trends. Is it not true? Why? why? Why do you look at a broad group? Because when you look at only one case, you may be completely deceived. So even the soccer players, they look at the statistics when they are shooting. They say you shot at goal 18 times. 
And out of them, only two were on target. So they see that. And they watch over a number of games and they realize that your time is past. We, we, we must change you. We must change you. But if you look at every single game, when the player comes, he will explain to you, no, you see, because the midfielder was not passing the ball, because this, and also they have this very good striking defense, the man was marking me, this, you'll be explaining each case. But when they look at the overall picture, then you start to see something different. That is where statistics comes in. When you use statistics to look at Africa, you see it's the only continent that has become poorer over the last 30 years. Every other continent has become rich, richer. It's the only continent that's going down, still going down. If you look at the statistics, the statistical picture, then you see things that shock you. You get, you get amazed. Okay, so now, when you look at each person's life who pays tithes, you'll never see God's prosperity. If you look at the statistical picture, then you see something completely different. Jews are the best example. If you look at Jews, you see that a group that, when I was writing the book, they paid on tithing $4 billion that year. Billion. Billion. Ghana went to IMF for $100 million, I think it was. $1 billion. Yeah. Their tithe, the tithe they paid to the synagogues was $4 billion. It, it, it's in my book. They believe in tithe. It's part of the covenant of the nation. The tenth is for the Lord. And for me, I've been paying tithe since I was a student up till today. The tenth is for the Lord. I didn't even know at that time that I was joining the covenant properly. Since I was a student, I've been paying tithe more than 30 years ago. If the Lord gives me anything, give me 1,000, the tenth or more than the tenth is the Lord's. Is part of the blessing. So as you are here today, join the covenant properly. Don't learn it now when you don't have much. Learn to pay tithes. The tithe is the Lord. The Lord is my God. I will not have any other God. Amen. Now, to end, I want to explain this part. Go to verse 20. Go to verse 20. If the Lord will be with me and keep me in the way that I should go and give me bread and raiment, verse 21, verse 21, so that I come to my father's house, the Lord will be my God. The Lord will be my God. The Lord will be my God. That is the last statement I want to make in this um, in this message. Amen. Amen. The Lord will be my God. Who is your God? The Lord must be your God. Now, many of us have fallen exactly into the same problem of Israelites. When you read the Bible, what was it that made God angry with Israelites? Huh? Following after other gods. He was always angry with them. Look, you never hear God commenting about so many things that Israelites did. 
but for the idols that they served. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Any, any, anybody who did uh, BK or religious study, you know, first and second kings. First and second kings. Isn't it true? First and second kings. The king, this king, this king. The main thing was they went and had idols. This is what God doesn't want. You see, because the number one commandment, Jesus said, he's come to fulfill the law. And when they asked him, what is the greatest commandment? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have any other gods beside Deuteronomy chapter 5, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are divided into two. The loving God part and the loving your neighbor. And Jesus said the second great commandment is like it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor, which is thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's property, thy neighbor's wife. All those things have to do with loving your neighbor. The first half has to do with loving God. There shall be no other God. Thou shalt not make any graven image no idol. Today, idolatry is now the highest sin that you find in the church. And I know most of you will say, oh, me? I don't have any, I don't have any uh, cowries. I don't have any chain, calabash, juju. I don't have a legba. Do you know legba? Like by a spiritual policeman in front of the house. Yeah, very short idol that they have. Water region. Is that what is that what you call it? Is that is that, is that it? The one in the house for the house is called what? You don't know that one, but you know Legba. That one is for. Is it for the town or the house? For the house. It stands in front of the door. So it watches over the whole door. It watches over the house. It protects the house. So it's Was there one in your family house? <laughs> Not that I know. <laughs> you cannot easily know of it. And there's one also for the town. What is that one called? Huh? Who is it? Agbala. <laughs> now, most of us don't have, you know, most of us don't have these idols in front of us, our houses. But we have an ultimate idol. An ultimate idol. Yes, it's the ultimate idol. Yes. And that is the ultimate idol that the world have gone after. And that most of us are also worshipping. Yes. Why do I say it's an ultimate idol? Because it's like the most advanced challenger of God. Yes. The most advanced challenger of God. The ultimate idol of human beings. You can write it in that way. The ultimate idol. 
of Christians. Don't think of don't think of unbelievers, please. I'm not talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about Christians. And that ultimate idol is money. Money is the ultimate idol. Matthew 6 verse 24. It says, and the Lord shall be my God. Do you remember that? Uh Baal will not be my God. Uh, Baal Zepim shall not be my No other idols or any other graven image shall be my God. But today we are confronted with the ultimate idol. Look at this. It's Jesus clearly revealed and exposed him. You see, because this is what Israel you see, wait, 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 listen. Look at me everybody. Look. If you read the Bible, eh? There can be no ambiguity about the fact that when God blesses his children, they become rich. Nobody was poor who followed God. There's nothing like that. It is the easiest and clearest thing to from the Old Testament. That's why when you meet Jews, they have no question about prosperity. They are supposed to be rich and they will be rich. He said, and statistically they are. We Christians, okay, Jesus has revealed to us something very important which adds a very important warning to us who want to be rich. And that is the warning for idolatry or the warning against the ultimate idol. The ultimate challenger of God himself. You see, when something can challenge God himself, then it's ultimate. When something can challenge God, then it is what? Ultimate. It is the highest. Look at it. No man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Satan. No. Satan is not the ultimate challenger to God. No. Satan is a low, low ranking fallen angel. Even when God wanted to deal with him, he didn't deal with him himself. He sent Michael and the other angels to just cast him out of heaven. What? It's like a bishop who has pastors and there are some orangu just send some wild pastors to go and just cast the guy out of this. You don't have to even get involved yourself. Read your Bible. God didn't fight with the devil. He created the, the, the Lucifer. Not somebody is going to fight with. That's why he said to him in Isaiah, I said, you've forgotten that I made you. I created you. You've forgotten. The ultimate challenger of our God, the ultimate idol is money. He says, you cannot serve God and mammon. He made it clear. So, what people don't realize is that as we are trying to buy into the commonwealth of Israel, Christians must buy into that commonwealth with certain pillars and warnings 
very much in our hearts. But unfortunately, most of us pastors are promoting a great lust for money and lust for material things. It's being promoted by the pulpit. A lust for material things and a lust for financial prosperity is one of the top messages that comes from our pulpits. Which is the greatest promotion of the ultimate idol. A challenger to God. Watch what Jesus said about the ultimate idol. He said, lay not up for yourself treasures on the earth. Where moth and rust doth corrupt. And where thieves break through and steal. Matthew 6, 19. In other words, don't erect the idol. Don't erect the idol. Don't erect the idol. Somebody said, but how do you say idol? An idol is what you obey. You see, your God is the one you obey. Almost everybody who is called to the ministry who does not obey is because of money. Or financial reasons. Or financial considerations. I was reading Rick Joyner's book. I was amazed. He wrote exactly the same thing. He said, today, the number one reason why people don't obey God and don't follow God is debt. And financial mismanagement of their lives. They are restricted and they obey what the finances tell them to obey. It's the ultimate idol and the ultimate mover of your life. Yes. So even as God is introducing us to the commonwealth, Satan came to Jesus in the same way and offered him what God had already offered him. He came and said, you see the kingdoms of the earth? I will give them to you shorter, faster, and without suffering. This is his offer to everybody. I'll give you what God has already provided for you in his commonwealth. God has already... Read the Bible. Look, the Bible says... You see, the Bible says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. I mean, you, 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 in other words, you can't even be blessed without being rich. It's like the blessing will make you rich. Now, that blessing must come through the way God himself has prescribed it for us. Yes, but Satan always wants to know, this is the way to what God has already provided for you. He has already said he will give it to you. But it's in the covenant. And he told, he, told, he told Jesus, bow, 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 bow. Just bow. It's faster, it's cleaner, it's swifter, it's easier, it's softer. Take this route, you get it, it's painless, and you have it. And he's always doing that. And people are taking it. But God has already promised us more than riches of his glory, of his inheritance. Your glorious destiny is, you can't even imagine, it's wonder. God has a glorious destiny. But not through Satan's way. Not through Satan's way. Not through Satan's way. Not through that fast way. That is why most loans and debts and mortgages are the faster way. If we say we all join together to cast concrete from Accra to Kumasi, we will finish. It's not as fast as a loan. A loan is a fast way. We want to, we want to be something we are not very quickly. Wow. Are you listening to me? I'm talking about the ultimate idol. 
the ultimate profound idol. Yes. And the church, I tell you, we are promoting the last of greediness, grasping for material things and for money. It's come from us. Come from us, the pastors. And the church, you are blessed. You have this. You did. Hey, they see the church is electrified. Money is the ultimate idol. Those who worship it, seek it, obey it, cannot enter. Jesus said, Luke 18, 24. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of heaven? If you think of riches as the ultimate idol, then you can understand it. How hardly shall those who have created an idol which they obey, which controls them, which leads them, how will you carry this idol and enter into heaven with it? You know, when they see you now, they say, how do they do it? I mean, that's it. You'll be directed this way. Away. Lay not up for yourself treasures. In other words, do not construct, do not construct an idol. The ultimate idol. (laughs) And he said, how hardly. And it's true. Rich people, they hardly come to God. When you see somebody following money, hardly are they able to genuinely serve God. Hardly. Because the ultimate idol, really what they operate, that's why a pastor should be free from, from financial motivations. Yeah. As soon as I'm motivated by money, children like you cannot be, I, I will not even be interested in you. Because when I look at you, I rather need to give you money. I have to give you, I have to look after you. I have to give you money. But I'm not looking for money from you. I'm not looking for money from you. As soon as my eyes are filled with that ultimate idol, you will see a different person. Yeah. You will see different decisions. You will see different maneuvers. You will see different announcements. You will hear different things. Because the ultimate idol gripped my mind and my heart. The sermons you hear will be different. The people I fear and I respect will be different. My messages will be different. Because the ultimate idol dictates this way. This way. This way. This way. My friends will be different. Wow. Pray for us all. And unfortunately, we as pastors, we are charging the congregations with lust for this idol. That's why I said, anyone who is carrying it. Eh? And do you know, in the Old Testament, it was only David who didn't have idols. Like, 
Can you imagine? There was only one king and Josiah. Who did that? All the others had something. It makes me see that this ultimate idol, you see that it's almost everywhere. Few people are free from it. God has already promised us all these things. You and I don't need to change our message, our life, everything to get something. And I want to say to everybody here who cannot obey God, you must, you must realize that you must be free. You must be free to obey God. What makes you wake up? What makes you move? What the decision you are taking? What, what, is, what is moving you? Why are you taking that decision now? How faithful you are to your, to your own money and to get my, all your decision based on what you can get. How much you can get. How much more you can How much you can keep. That's why tithing is so difficult for you. You see it as even robbery or as if somebody is removing your life. Hey. That is why tithing breaks the hold of the ultimate idol from your life. When you can't tithe, you see that it has gripped you. Because everybody spends money. People spend fantastic amounts of money on all sorts of things. If you can't pay tithe, you see that the most basic, smallest ultimate idol, like something like the idol, we have small types. You can hang on your driving mirror. You can hang it to be swinging there like that. Portable idols. Even a portable ultimate idol has collected your soul. Wow. Are you listening to me? I'm ending. Money, the ultimate idol, is the ultimate inhibitor. And the ultimate preventer and the ultimate blocker of people trying to enter the ministry and to enter the kingdom of God. The ultimate blocker. Luke 18 verse 25. It is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because the idol, the ultimate idol which he's carrying is far bigger than even a camel. It's an ultimate idol which is huge. It's bigger. It's big, it, you see, because even the camel will find it easier. Than the size of idol. That's why I'm calling it the ultimate idol. Not a small thing. Not a small thing. It's far bigger than a camel. Huge. In this world, I've seen two gods that control people apart from God. Almighty God. When it says, go back to that verse, I'm ending. Genesis 28, verse 21. He says, and the Lord shall be my God. I've seen two. Amen. 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 One is politics. When you see somebody deeply in politics, he doesn't obey God. He obeys the politics. And the politics is what they go by. Yeah. It's, an, it's, an, it's, it's, it's another, and of, sometimes related to money, too, but rarely do you see them go by certain things. Sometimes when you listen to them, you know, most of the time I prefer to watch James Bond than to watch, because I know he's lying, 
and he, he is at the end of the film he will say that this one was acting the one who jumped is called this the one who died we know written by this person all the things are not true they were just playing but when you watch the news after the news we don't have uh, this one was not true this one was uh, pretending this one was lying this one was saying this this one was saying this this one was saying we don't have all that so i don't i, I prefer james bond but james bond they write though we know that Charlie. have you seen james bond jump out of a plane and in the air he would turn around like this and dive towards another plane and go and fall on the parachute hold the parachute and come down to earth hey The ultimate Tolly. <laughs> ultimate Tolly. And when you see the politicians speaking, sometimes you wonder, I say, Oh, what are you explaining? They will explain it. The person will be wearing black. We are explaining that you see, black, it depends on your eyes. This black is actually white. Some people actually call this white. It depends on the light, pattern, shade, shadows, perspective, and so on. They will explain it and you believe it. This black thing is white. The other power that I've seen controlling people is money. Most of my lay pastors who would have served God would have been the ministry. Money that kept them away. Most. Money. The ultimate controller and guide. Yes, superpower is an ultimate. You see, I call it the ultimate inhibitor. He says it is easier for a camel. That's why I bought a camel. Recently, I had to give the camel away because it grew so big. And um, the, the man who brought it to us was warning us that it can bite somebody. Yeah, so I, I, I had to give it away. Yeah, but I brought it for, for people to check the size. I wanted everybody in the church to see the size of the camel. <laughs> Bring your needle and measure. Hey! The ultimate blocker, blocker, and preventer. Most of us here, are, we are poor. Don't have much. Yes. That's why you are happy in the house of God. If I go to Europe, most of them have, in a certain sense, even if you don't work, they will give you money. You know, when, when he said, do you believe God? I believe in myself. I don't believe. Don't talk religion. Get out of here. I don't want to. They will even, they will even, I mean, they will change. Never mention religion. A standard. Don't talk about religion. I don't believe in religion. Are you? I can talk to you. May you enjoy the commonwealth of Israel. And that commonwealth goes in three ways. It says, the Lord will be with me. The Lord will keep me. The Lord will give me bread. Then me to have three things. The Lord will be my God. This pillar will be, I will build it. I will, in other words, I will build the church. And number three, I will give him the tenth. Well, this is the a covenant between Israel. How many are part of the, the covenant? 
Will the Lord be your God or the ultimate idol will be your God? Who is going to be your God? Are you going to serve the ultimate idol? What is the ultimate idol? Are we promoting lust for money? In the church, generally. Yes, we are promoting it. We are promoting every day you hear us. We teach it with uh, verses. Because there are verses. Because it's, 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 Jesus was tempted with what God has already given him. So that's why we say blessings and glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, and honor. It's a verse. Power and might belongs to our God. And it says, unto the Lamb is worthy, the, the Lamb is worthy of riches, honor, blessing, glory, power, dominion. Everything was given to him. It's already about, but through the cross. Here is your short way. No. Jesus said, no. And you too say, no. I don't work for money. I don't serve money. I don't obey money. I obey God. In Jesus' name. Stand to your feet, everybody. As a kind of idol worshiper, raise your hand if you realize that you were sort of idol worshiper when you came to church today. Portable idols, mercy. Lift your hand and thank God. Pray for a moment, Lord, deliver me from evil in Jesus' mighty name. I pray. Thanks a million for your great deliverance today, Lord. Confess your sin of idolatry. God is saving you from idol worship. Today marks the last day when you will follow, worship, seek, obey the desire, the lusts of material earthly things which God has already promised to his children. No need to be an idol worshiper so that you can prosper. No need to sacrifice everything about God because of money. All you need to do is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Place God on his throne and all these things which people are fighting for shall be added unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. And we give you glory. We are delivered from the curse of idolatry. And we are delivered from the ultimate idol today. Whatever keeps us bowing and yielding and obeying this ultimate idol, we curse it in our lives in Jesus' name. Let it wither and die. And let the grace of God appear to your children that we may be free of this ultimate idolatry and serve you with joy in our hearts for the abundance of all things. We thank you, Lord, for calling us to receive your holy word today. In Jesus' mighty name. Lay your hand and receive the commonwealth of Israel. May the commonwealth of Israel, the covenants of his promise, now rest upon you. May the prophecies upon Jacob, that God will be with you. 
God will keep you. God will give you bread. May that be your portion and may you experience it practically in your life. Let there not be one under the sound of my voice who shall lack bread. Who shall lack provisions. Who shall lack clothing. Who shall lack where to stay. In the name of Jesus. Receive the blessings and the covenants of Israel upon your life. May God lift you out of the covenant of your own family and place you in the covenant of Israel. May your family curses and family mistakes not bring you down any longer. In the name of Jesus, whatever pulls you out of the covenant of Israel, I curse it in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are lifted up to walk as a child of the living God. You are not an idol worshiper. You are a child of God. Your God is the living God. Your God is the real God. Your God is Jehovah. Your God is the God of Jesus Christ. Receive the grace of God and the blessing of God to serve Him and to serve Him only. Now lift your two hands and tell God, Lord, I shall build your house. Lord, I shall pay my tithes. Lord, you shall be my only God. Thank God right now. This is your promise to the Lord. Thank God right now. God is going to be your only God in this life. We give you thanks, Father. We give you praise. Thank you for the commonwealth. The commonwealth. The commonwealth of Israel. We give you thanks. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for sending us. We give you praise, we give you thanks, we give you glory in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed for a moment. If you are here today, you don't know Jesus as your Savior. Listen very carefully. To be born again is the most important event you need in your life after being born into this world. You must be born again. Because Jesus said, except a man is born again, it cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And I know you are here today because you want to enter the kingdom of heaven. I don't know who invited you. Maybe somebody called you. Somebody invited you. You are listening by radio, by air, by land, by sea, wherever. If today you want to give your life to God, you want to turn around and say, Jesus, I'm turning away from my wicked ways and my sins. I want to serve God from today. I want to be a child of God. I don't want to be a sinner and go to hell. I want God to be in my life. If you are here today, in the other hall, in this hall, outside, wherever you are, if you want Jesus to come into your life, you want to be born again, you want to take God seriously today, you want to say, Jesus, come into my heart today. If you are here like that, stand wherever you are, but lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Just lift it up high. Your right hand, your right hand, your right hand, your right hand. I want Jesus Christ to come into my life. In the other hall, lift it up. Outside, lift it up. I want Jesus to come. I don't want to go to hell. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ today. I'm a sinner. I know I need God. This is your chance. Look, there are some of you here. You go to church. You are playing games. But today is a turning point. This is not just a service. It's an encounter with God. You are here to meet with God and to be changed forever. This is your chance to lift your hand and give your life to God. God bless you. God bless you. I see all your hands. I see all your hands. If you have lifted your hand, I want you to do one more thing. 
walk to me in the front here from where you are with your hand up. Just come. Come to me. Come from the outside. Come from wherever you are. If you lifted your hand, just come all the way. Come onto the stage. Come running to that mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be right there, right there, right your covering. His blood will Outside, the other hall. Come all the way to the front. It will provide your healing. Come running to that mercy seat. Oh, come, come on. on. We're come running. running. Come on. Come, come this way. Running. Come all the way come to the front. I want to pray with you. Lift your hands up. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Jesus, I am sorry for my sins. Oh God, I know, I myself know that I am a sinner. Have mercy on me. Cleanse me. Forgive me. Have mercy on me. I give my life to you today. I will serve you today. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. Please wash away my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Those coming from the other hall, come quickly. Come quickly. I'm waiting for you. Come on, all the way to the front. Coming from the other hall. Come on. I'm waiting for you. Come. Come running. Come running. Come running to that mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your covering. His blood will flow freely. Lift your hands again and let's pray again. It's fine, it's fine. Lift your hand. Everybody who has come, just lift your hand. Now listen, if you are here also, you are a Christian, but you are not a serious Christian. But today you have decided and you want to decide, I want to be a real Christian. Because you see, the Bible says, examine yourself whether you are in the faith. Examine yourself, check yourself. Because you may think you are, but you are not. And like the ten virgins, five were taken and five were left. They were all looked at the, they all looked the same, but they were different. If you are here today, you are a Christian, but not a serious Christian, but you want to be a serious Christian today, lift your hand also quickly. Lift your hand, lift your hand, lift your hand. God bless you. And come. Come and join them. Come, come. Come from the other hall. Come from the back. Come. Come and join. Quickly, quickly. Come running. I'm a Christian, but I'm not serious. I'm a Christian, but not a serious Christian. But I want to be a serious Christian. I want to give my life to God. I'm a Christian, but I'm not a serious Christian. But I want to be a serious Christian. It will provide your healing. Come running to that mercy Lift your hands up. Say Jesus. Say Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity. From today, I give my life to you. Thank you, Jesus. Please have mercy on me. Wash me. Cleanse me. Forgive me. Have mercy on me. I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. This is a turning point. I'm turning around. I am turning around. I am coming to Jesus this morning this afternoon. 
Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. I give my heart, my soul, my everything to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I believe, I believe I am saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now say after me, Satan, listen carefully. From today, I will not obey you again. Satan, I will not follow you again. I will not obey you. I will not worship you. I will not serve you. I belong to Jesus Christ. And I will serve Jesus Christ. Lift your two hands like this. Say thank you Jesus for saving me today. I love you Jesus. I thank you Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Now before you go back to your seat. I want to inform you that. I've got a special gift for you. Amen. This is a book. It's called How You Can Become a Strong Christian. Would you like that? How You Can Become a Strong Christian. I'm going to give you all one of this book. Okay. Those of you in the congregation, do you also want one of this book? Give give these people. Give these people. You should have come forward to give your life to, to Jesus. No, 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 no. Don't go yet. Don't go yet. Don't go yet. Have you given them quickly? I I want you to know that today marks a major change in your life. All right? Quickly, 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 quickly. I'm talking to them now. Listen to me, all of you. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Today marks a major change in your life. Okay? Are you listening? No moving, no talking. I'm telling you, today marks a major change in your life. Now, somebody said about major change. What is major change? I just came forward. I prayed. Yes. When you go to marry, you say, do you take me as your whatever, your wife? You say, I do. Do you take me as your husband? I do. That's all. Then your life has changed permanently. You are now married. So, a small statement like what you have made can bring about a major change in your life. So, as you are standing here, you have fulfilled a scripture. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So although it looks like a simple thing, you have fulfilled Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth, you shall be saved. So that is what has happened right now. It looks like nothing, but it is the greatest thing of your life. And that's, why, why do you think I'm here today? Do you think I learned it in school? I received Jesus just like you. And my life turned around like 180 degrees. Yes, I was going here and I turned, went this way. That's why I'm, that's why I'm preaching. How do you think I can be a preacher? I was saved in Achimota school. Totally. My life changed. Even my mother couldn't recognize me. Yes. Your friends will be surprised at the change in your life. Some of your wicked friends, they will say, Hey, our sister has really changed. When we call her to go and do bad things, she said, I won't do again. Jesus has come into my boat. Once Jesus is in your life, that's it. It's a blessing. Are you glad that Jesus is in your life? Are you going to follow him? How many are going to follow Satan? How many are going to follow the ultimate idol? How many are going to serve Jesus for the rest of your life? What a blessing. What a blessing.
So brothers and sisters, I want you to go, as I've given you this book. This book is my love letter to you. Yeah, I've written a love letter to you. It's my love letter. I wrote it. Nobody wrote it. It's not a photocopy. I wrote to you how you can become a strong Christian. Are you glad that I wrote a letter to you? I, I knew you would come and that's why I wrote it. And I put it specially for you. So as you go, read it every day. And next week, Sunday, we'll be here again. Is that where we are here? Where do you meet on Sundays? UPS. Calvary School. We have 10 branches. So many branches here. You join any of them. Now, Now don't say, oh, I won't go. Do you know something? One day I went to the ward and I saw uh, it's called NICU. Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. All babies with their mothers. But there was one baby lonely. It was the saddest case because the mother had died. So every baby had milk and the one baby had no mother. So all the mothers would squeeze small of their breasts for the one. Is it not sad? Why is it sad? A baby and you will not get milk, isn't it? Uh-huh. So when you don't come to church, you are a baby not having your milk. And your case is very mobile. Do you understand? Do you want to be a baby without your mother's breast milk? My spiritual breasts are full of milk. And every Sunday I need you to be in church and listen to the podcast too. Okay? Are you glad you have come to a new life? This is what we call, I have a, I found a new life. Tonight we'll be having a concert. We'll sing that song. I found a new life in Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Go back to your seats and listen carefully to the announcement. All right. You may be seated, everybody. God bless you. Now, before I make a special announcement, I want you to all take out your offering and tithe so we can close the service. But I'm going to make a special announcement whilst we are doing that. Take out your offerings and your tithes, all the halls. You must always give an offering to the Lord. It's a blessing for you. Every time you throw away, you give away money, it's a sign that the ultimate idol has lost his power. How many understand that laying up treasures, like you are making a big... Hey! You are making a big idol. Yeah. Big idol. It's Penny Satan that I've exposed him today. How many realize that I've, I've really exposed Satan? He's shocked. <laughs> Lift up your tights. Lift up your tights. If you have your tights, stand up if you have your tights. You can't come for it because there's no space, but stand up. Tides. Hey, Commonwealth, Commonwealth members, we must all pay tithes. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you as we present our tithes today. Bless us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And then the next thing is if you have your offering, lift it up and let's pray your offering. Those of you who don't give offering in church, you always look for a coin. When your father gives you only coins when you are going to school, don't cry. (laughs) Or when you meet an uncle or you meet somebody who should have blessed you and he says, I'm looking for some coins to give you. Don't cry again. 
Because anytime it comes to God, you are looking for a coin. Hey! Lift up your offering and your tithes. Father, thank you as we present these tithes to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Ashes, receive the offering. Receive the offering quickly. Now, just before we leave, finally, I want us to check our podcast levels. How many of you do not have the podcast? You don't even know what it is. Raise your hand. How many of you have it? How many of you don't have it? You don't even know what it is. Raise your hand so that I can show you how to get it. A lot of you are not raising your hand. That you should raise your hand. It's a very important thing. And those in the other hall, are you there? Shout if you can hear me in the other hall. Wow. It's powerful. Sorry about that. We are going to have a bigger hall soon. Now, are you there? Are you listening? Are you there? Are you listening? Take out your phones, everybody. Your phone is now like a gun. We are going to install podcasts. There is something called podcasts. So now, we don't sell CDs after church. Or tapes. Do you understand? Some of you don't even know what is a tape, a cassette. A CD. So take out your phone and go. Those of you, how many have iPhones? If you have iPhone, look for podcast. Is there already? If you don't have, if you have the other type of phone, go to Google Play Store. If it's a yam, stand up. Let me pray for you for a new phone. <laughs> Father, send angels to give your children new phones. Receive it in Jesus' name. Sit down. Okay. Please connect. Check your phone. There's free Wi-Fi on now. Called First Love. Connect to it right now. We brought Wi-Fi to the church. It's a First Love church. I told you. Free Wi-Fi. Connect to it. And go to Google Play Store. Play Store. Is it Play Store or Google Play Store? Which one? Just Play Store. Okay, go to Play Store. And search for podcast. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Podcast addict. Like drug addict. A-D-D-I-C-T. Podcast addict. Okay. If it is iPhone. If you have finished the offering, bring it to the front. Just bring it to the front. If it is an iPhone, just go and find podcasts. It's right there. Look for Play Store. Not Google Play Store. Play Store. And search for podcast. When you see podcast, press, press it. Uh, press it. Press the where it says podcast. Something will happen. When you press it, uh, it will say install. Download and install. Then, then press yes. I want it. Download and install. I, I like it. And it is free. No charge. You see? No more selling in the church. Selling tapes. Selling all these things. One day we will come to church. Say when you want the book. Then put on your. 
for them, we just be sending it to you by the Wi-Fi. Hey. High tech. Are you there? Have you found it? When you find, you can't find it. Wi-Fi is not working. Check your units, your own unit. Check your credit. Use your own credit. Hey, small Wi-Fi that we brought, everybody wants to, to, to chop it. Use your units, use your credit, please. It doesn't take much at all. Just about one CD. It won't even get to one CD. When you get podcast addict, then search, write my name, Dark Heward Mills. That's my name here in the book. D-A-G, Heward Mills. You press, there's a, something like a, a magnifying glass. This one. This one, this sign. How many have seen this sign? Can you see this sign? It means to search for something. Press it. Something will happen. When you press it, then you can type. And when you type, type my name, Dag. It's not D-O-U-G. It's D-A-G. D-A-G. Heward Mills. H-E-W-A-R-D. Mills. And the podcast will come. You see Dag Heward Mills. That's all. Then when just press accept, subscribe, I like it. Press it. As for smartphone, it's about pressing things. Anything you press, something will happen. Is it true or it's not true? Press it. Then do you know what is going to happen? The message I just preached now is going to arrive on your phone free of charge. It will come automatically. You don't even have to say Dear sir, I want to ask if you can send, kindly send me this message. No, it comes in the air. The message is moving in the air. Do you see? Uh-huh. And then you will see the name. Have they changed the titling to the title? So you will see Commonwealth of Israel. Or Glorious Destiny Part 3. Free! Then you press play then it will start playing. And when it's playing, it doesn't use battery. The battery will, if it's, your battery is 93%, it can play from now till 6 o'clock, it will be 92%. Yeah, it doesn't change at all. And if you don't have a new phone, God is sending an angel to bring you a new phone. In the next 21 days, your phone status will be changed. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will happen practically. Are you listening to me? Are you understanding the messages I'm preaching? Do you want to receive free message like that? And and when you press play, it's very loud. So now when you are praying, you just play it again. You just press play. And then the message will be played. So whilst you are praying, you can actually put it on. It will be near your ear. Nobody even knows you are praying. If you have earphones, you can connect. And then you'll be praying. And you'll be here as if you are back in church. Yeah, it's like you've come back to church. That is how to become spiritual. Yeah, if you just stay there and say, as for me, I don't know what I'll do. I'm starting to stay here so that I'll pray. Look, you'll backslide just now. So that is why the podcast is a blessing for you. Everybody Make sure that the podcast is on your phone. 
Now, when you go to the dark room, you see there's dark keyword mills. That's my name. That is the one you are looking for. There are other dark keyword mills, pastors, conference, and other. There are for other type of service. If you want, you can listen to that one. But the main one is the one that is only my name. Wow. Every church service is on it. And you have more messages you can listen to. If you get tired of Sundays, you can listen to another one. You, now you will change. Because if you listen to this message again, it's as though you came to church once more. If you listen to it again, it's as though you came to church three times. And faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. As you hear, your faith increases. And we walk by faith, not by Our whole Christian life depends on our faith levels. So the more you listen, the more you have. Okay? So please, play store. Have you gone to play store? Play store. Have you passed that stage on your phone? Huh? Nobody's minding me. Play store. After play store, you see what? Podcasts. Addict. Isn't it? When you see podcast addict, you press it again. Just everything you see, press it. Do you like it? Yes. Do you want to accept? Yes. Do you want to download? Yes. Install? Yes. Then it will appear on your phone. Then when the podcast is on, you search for what? My name. Just my name. You don't have to write that. You will notice at Google or no. Just my name. Simple. Then you see it will appear. Then all the messages, it will start uploading. And then that's it. No units, no battery, nothing. Free. What a blessing. Clap for Jesus. This is the power of witty inventions. Amen. So we are truly blessed. Now, how many want one of this book? Give them because they are all getting the podcast so they don't need to. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC.